I hope when you came in tonight, um, should have been in your chairs, a uh, prayer booklet. It's intentionally the size that it is to fit in your pocket or uh, put it in your cup holder in your car or in your handbag or briefcase. Do people still carry briefcases? Anybody? No? Okay. <laughs> Attaches? Yes, put it in <laughs> On the season leading up to Easter, we are um, we're going to be kind of praying these psalms, these words together. They're intentionally written in such a way that on one side are psalms that kind of put a light in our path and lift up our head. And then on the back side are the psalms that sometimes when our head gets downcast, when we begin to feel like we are stumbling in the wilderness, that we remember that God journeys with us. So take this with you tonight. Um, we have plenty. We're going to make sure, um, ladies at Santa Maria, that we will get you copies. We want to take some back to recenter. And um, we, we want to be able to share these and just trust that God, God gives us daily bread and us praying these prayers together can do, say it with me, exceedingly, abundantly, extravagantly, more than we could ask or imagine. I love it, Poochie. Yeah, yeah. Where is he? It's so good. I'm going to need to record you. That's going to be like my, my ringtone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, my words tonight are going to be few because um, we have a meal that's been prepared for us. We also, uh, our series during the month of Lent is called Dwelling in the Wilderness. And another word for dwelling is tabernacle. And so that's why there is a tabernacle, a tent set up to my right, to your left. We've also got a communal art project that we're going to be creating together as we move towards Good Friday. Uh, the cross that is usually here on the stage is over there. And so before or during the time of communion tonight, this is going to be a very experiential time together as a church and a way that we can practice what it means that God dwells in special places, but God dwells within us. I want you to give, if you've ever been to a poetry reading, people begin to snap when they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's another way of saying that. I want you to, if, if these phrases resonate with you, perhaps you can. There are times when I don't know what words to pray. When I talk with God, I'm not really sure where I'm supposed to go to pray. The first time I was invited to Mercy Street, I was quite sure the building would catch fire when I walked through the doors. <laughs> Tonight, when I came to Mercy Street, I was quite sure that the building may catch fire when I walked through the doors. I really long to be with God. And I need a place that I can go and be safe and belong to God. 
So God knows this about us. God knows that our desire, and that is humans, that we do. We need, we need words and we need a place that can kind of help us take uh, out of our minds this journey of spirituality and really locate it in the day-to-day. And as God was meeting with the Israelites, as they came out of 400 years of wondering, God, where are you? They would get home at the end of the day after making brick upon brick and having blistered hands and feeling like they were working so hard to maintain this this connection to one another and to fill their worth. And, and, And so God led them out of that time. Moses leads them across the Red River, across the dry ground. They end up in the wilderness and they're still wondering, God, where are you? And so God says, you know what, I've said this since the beginning, since the garden in which I said to Adam and Eve, I will walk beside you, I will be with you always. Even when he had to boot them out of the garden of Eden, so known as Louisiana, he, <coughs> he led them out of that promised beautiful place and said, I will be with you. And so as they end up in the wilderness, God says, I will tabernacle among you. Now remember where they were. They were coming out of Egypt. And the gods were worshipped there with these incredible pyramids. I told you months ago about my astounding fascination with King Tut. This is all around the same time. And so the people of God knew, yes, God, if you're going to dwell among us, let's do it big. Real big. And God gives, if you want to go and read it in Exodus, it's a little bit of a mind-numbing experience. But for the artists among us, you will hear an encouragement. God has always depended upon you to create what the human heart desires. And so God gives them really specific instructions about what type of wood to use and how long it is. I want to show you a quick video of what the tabernacle looked like. It was so much more simple and mundane than the pyramids or than anything that other gods or people had tried to connect with their God. This was a God that said, I am with you. I'm going to dwell among you. It's going to be ornate and beautiful, but simple. And that's how God looks at you and me, ornate, beautiful, simple. So we're going to play the video Uh, Now, apologies, it sounds a little bit like Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. It's not. (laughs) But just let us take, uh, God will take us into what this tabernacle looks like. Everett?
There was an outer courtyard that you entered into, a place in which sacrifices were made by the priests on behalf of the people, a place where the priests would wash. And then once a year, uh, uh, actually we have a picture of some of these different um, components. So on the far right, you would enter, there was the altar of sacrifices, uh, a laver, an, an area for cleaning, and then to enter into the holy place that a priest, there would be uh, a lampstand that was there, incense that would be burned. Incense always was a prayer to God. And then once a year, a priest would go into the Holy of Holies where the Ark of the Covenant would be held. So all throughout Lent, we're going to take some of these images and we're going to use psalm prayers to describe them. It's part of the reason that we still, we have lampstands before us. We have an altar no longer do we make the sacrifices because a sacrifice has been made. And tonight, we're going to have an opportunity to practice confession. We have a couple of things within our makeshift uh, tabernacle and dwelling. Our focus tonight will be on Psalm 51. It is a classic psalm of confession. And tonight, Carrie and Patrick have agreed to come and to read uh, a portion of that, 15 of the 17 verses. So as they come tonight to read, what we're going to have an opportunity to do after they read is to uh, accept this invitation to enter into the presence and the dwelling of God. And for you to pick out maybe that word or that phrase that God is speaking to you tonight that can help us make a clean confession. A clean confession. Carrie and Patrick, we're ready. Have mercy on me, O God according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy. Blot out my transgressions. Wash with me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you alone, have I sinned and done what is evil <clears throat> in your sight so that you are, you are justified in your sentence and blameless when you pass judgment. Indeed, I was born guilty, a sinner when my mother conceived me. You desire truth in the, in, in the inward being. Therefore, teach me wisdom in your secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and shall I be clean? Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all of my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and sustain in me a willing spirit. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. For you have no delight in sacrifice. If I were to give a burnt offering, you would not be pleased. 
The sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. I love these words of David. I love these words of David that bring us into the tabernacle in the presence of God and remind us that what we find in the tabernacle are two things, two expressions of God's presence, grace and truth. You see, it says in John chapter 1 that, behold, the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. The word became flesh and tabernacled among us is the exact Greek. I was reading some idioms. It says, and the word became flesh and ate out of the same pot that you and I would eat out of. (laughs) That's what is happening in the tabernacling. And that word became flesh and dwelt among us, and that word grew in grace and truth. And so while it may feel scary, it may feel like, gosh, if I'm coming into the tabernacle, if I'm coming to confess, if I'm coming to Mercy Street, this place may burn down based on the week that I've had. (laughs) That's why we sang the song, Preserve Me, O God, Let Not Shame Consume Me define me, that I have mercy upon me, O God, according to your steadfast love. And the scripture that is in uh, our handouts or on the back of the tree of the dwelling in the wilderness this week, I'll have it on the screens too, create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and steadfast spirit within me. Don't cast me away from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Sustain in me a willing spirit. Create, shape. This is the work that God is always doing within us. And put a new spirit. The word here is renew it, restore it. And in the Hebrew, it is the word as if we were using bold, all caps, uh, not hyphenated, exclamation point. There are always things in our lives that get sideways and that separate us and that we, God is constantly saying, you don't need a priest anymore because you have a high priest. You don't need a sacrifice. A sacrifice has been made. The sacrifice is a broken and a willing and a contrite heart. And when we enter into that, this dwelling of the wilderness that we may be experiencing in our own lives or in this world today, something new is made. And friends, that's the invitation we have. So could we pray this together as Amanda comes here momentarily to lead us in communion? Join me. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain in me a willing spirit. Amen. And so what we're um, gonna do, Richard and the band have uh, learned a new song around Psalm 51. 
We have at the table over there a weaving project, a community art project, because this is what we do. We create the tabernacle among us. And the different cloths and um, different things that are there are meant to represent how our journeys through the wilderness, they may feel individual, but we journey alongside one another. And so um, there's... There's netting, and you can, as like the orange ribbon here is, man, it's a, it's a straight line through the wilderness. Or the red, it kind of weaves and moves its way around. Uh, this person chose to use some plastic, too. I mean, just move this conversation with God out of your head, move it out of a place of shame, and bring it into a tangible way of God tabernacling with you, ornate, beautiful, simple. So that's the weaving project. There's a cross if you would like to kneel there. And then inside the tabernacle are two um, tables. They have pictures in the church. We call them icons of Jesus in a chair. And you may just want to take a moment in the chair to pause and to pray and to have that prayer of confession and to hear God's grace and God's truth. You are forgiven, go and sin no more. <laughs> you are loved, go and share and carry the message, grace and truth.